Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Welcome to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, where winners eat. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Goodyear, Arizona and the Indians Spring Training Complex. The games have begun for the Tribe, and in fact, if you're tuned in here on Saturday, a couple of games to come on the Indians radio network as the Indians are hosting the Giants on Saturday afternoon. And then on Sunday afternoon, they travel over to Maryvale to take on the Brewers. Coming up on this week's show, we'll talk pitching with Tribe closer Cody Allen. We will also hear from a reliever who's trying to make the club, Jabba Chamberlain. Pitching coach Mickey Calloway will stop by and fill us in on the pitching staff and also a young outfielder trying to make this ball club, Tyler Naquin, will join us as well. So a lot to get to on this week's show. You stay with us as we'll get rolling with Tribe Talk right after this timeout on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from the Indian Spring Training Complex in sunny Goodyear, Arizona. And we're just getting started on the games, so hard to tell any trends. Position battles, a long way to go. There's outfield spots to be had, middle relief spots to be had, but no closers roll, not this year and not the last couple of seasons, not with Cody Allen Manning the Indians' uh, bullpen at the end of games. Last season, a career-best 34 saves for the 27-year-old righty who now makes his home in Texas. He's looking for big things, not only from the team, but individually as well this season. We talked to him about his preparations for the season to come and also what was a very busy offseason for Cody Allen. 
Absolutely. Uh, this this off season was, you know, it doesn't get any better. Um, got married, went on a very, very nice honeymoon. Um, and, you know, it was just all in all, it was good to just kind of decompress from everything and just spend some time at home with my now wife um, and uh, and kind of restart and re-energize yourself and kind of look back on the season and pick out some things where you want to improve and get better at and attack those areas and then show up in spring and try and translate that onto the field. All right, we'll get to more of this baseball stuff in a minute, but let's let's go back to the wedding. You have some teammates there, I'm sure. Yes. Any shenanigans that, that maybe you can fill us in on that, that somebody participated you know, in? You know, of, of the guys here, you know, they they were very well-behaved guys. Wow. And, you know, the guys that I worried about behavior-wise, you know, they – um, they, they weren't necessarily invited, um, but, uh, but the guys that came, you know, they, it was awesome. It was great to see them. Uh, I think I had to worry about some other folks more so than, than those guys, but it was, it was a great time. So you, you come down to Goodyear and, and you're getting ready for a new season. And last year, uh, overall as a team, slower start, and you had some rough outings in the month of April and then really locked it in and, and pitched the way we've seen in the past. What have you done differently this year or going to try and do differently during spring training to perhaps remedy that? You know, I don't think it's necessarily trying to change anything. I think we're going to try and get maybe a little bit more mound time um, just because that's what we've kind of done in the past. Uh, and if, say, if I feel game ready, you know, at you know a certain number of innings, you know, we still got a couple weeks left of camp, we can dial it down a little bit, but we just want to work to get ready uh, instead of trying to build to be ready by a certain point because if you're not and then the season starts, you know, you kind of got to go from there. But we're just as a team, you know, I think not even necessarily myself, like as a, as a team and as a whole, we're, we're shooting to be ready early. We want to play good baseball here in spring training. We don't want to just shoot to play good baseball starting in April. It's something we talked about earlier. That is a huge topic of discussion outside the clubhouse. How about in the, in the clubhouse? I think it's definitely something guys are aware of. We're not necessarily talking about it, but guys are definitely aware of it. Um, because, you know, we've had, the past couple of years, we've had great second halves where, you know, if we had a little bit more traction coming out of the All-Star break, we'd have been in a really good spot. So I think it's something we're definitely aware of and we're, we're going to be conscious of throughout spring. Indians closer Cody Allen joining us. Usage, uh, certainly something that's monitored all the time, and your durability has been tremendous, uh, especially these last couple of seasons. Do you have to do certain things to make sure that, that you get the ball and, and are ready to go as often as you'd like? Uh, we have a great we have great resources here. Our, our training staff and our strength coaches, and, you know, they, they do an outstanding job of putting together programs and getting with guys on a personal basis where – you can do things um, throughout your routine to help you be ready every night. And, you know, and then obviously communicating with Tito and Mickey of when, you know, when you possibly might need a day. Um, so I just stay on top of those things as much as I can. And, you know, I owe it to my teammates to put in enough effort to, to be able to go out there and take the ball, you know, however many times it may be this season. Um, but, you know, just stay on top of those routines where I can go out there and, and pitch when, when they ask me to. And the flip side to that is, we've talked before, you, you like taking the ball as often as you can from a, just a sharpness standpoint? Absolutely. If I go, you know, 
X number of days, you know, quite a few days without pitching, you know, I feel like, you know, my rhythm or tempo may be off a little bit. So Tito, you know, we have a pretty good plan where if, where if we go three days without pitching, no matter what that fourth day, you know, I'm probably going to get out there and get some work in the game. And it's not even necessarily just throwing off the bullpen mound. Um, for me, I feel like, you know, the more I'm in competitive spots where I'm facing a hitter in the box, the sharper I'll be. The Indians have been forcing their, their bullpen. There's been normal turnover, but nothing inordinate in recent seasons. But there's a lot of new play, uh, players in there this season vying for bullpen spots. Uh, what, what's the read in, in the clubhouse early here in spring training? Well, there's definitely a lot of guys down there to be excited about. Um, you know, I think as a team, you know, when you look down there and you see all these guys, you know, there's a lot of pedigree down there. There's a lot of experience, and there's some, there's some swing and miss stuff down there. Um, you know, we have a couple guys um, – you know, hopefully it'll be ready sooner rather than later, and Tommy Hunter and Craig Stammen. But bringing in guys like Jabba Chamberlain and Tom Gorzolani and Joe Thatcher, um, those those guys are going to be big parts of it. And I think another guy that, you know, we're excited about, not necessarily calling him a bullpen guy right now, but Mike Clevenger has got a uh, – he's got electric stuff. So he's a guy that, you know, uh, I'm not trying to do Tito's job for him, but he's a guy that, honestly, we all look at and we're like, man, he would he would look really good pitching out of the bullpen. Fun this time of year to, to see those kinds of things that you don't necessarily get to see in the regular season. Yeah, you, you know, you're just looking around. And, you know, honestly, one of the, one, the one thing that does stand out is all the guys we brought in to camp this year that weren't with us last year, they're, they're awesome guys. They're, they're great teammates. They, they mesh immediately. Uh, and so it's definitely something to be excited about because, you know, when you come to the ballpark and you love just mixing it up with your teammates, every single one of them, it's a lot easier to go through those rough stretches in a season. And, you know, I feel like in those rough stretches is when guys really have to come together a little bit more uh, to be able to get back on the right track and everybody's going in the same direction. So that's definitely something we're excited about. And then when you look down there and you see all the talent too, um, you know, it's, it's an exciting time of the year because, you know, it's nothing but potential and everybody's, everybody's looking to put their best foot forward. So a, a lot of things to like about spring training. Do you, is this a time of year you really enjoy? I do enjoy spring. Uh, I enjoy getting out here and just just working towards opening day. And obviously, we have early days. We get out of here. We go get to enjoy like the Arizona weather and you know play a little golf every now and then. But uh, but this this is an exciting time. I'm sure in a couple weeks, um, you know, once we've been out here for about a month or so, guys, you're going to be ready to get out of here and get the season going. That's Tribe closer Cody Allen talking about the season ahead. A lot of high expectations for that Tribe bullpen and the team in general. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from a pitcher trying to make the Indians pen, a name familiar to Tribe fans for other reasons. That's Jabba Chamberlain. Long time with the Yankees, last year with the Tigers, now trying to make this ball club, and we'll hear from Jabba Chamberlain next as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. really don't think about it too much until somebody brings it up and then you, you kind of go back and it's like, hey, it's a one nothing game. You know, they've played great. We obviously know in a dogfight with the, the two guys at the front, especially starting with CeCe. And, 
you know, come in the game and Andy's pitched his tail off and here comes these midges or but I don't even know what they were at the time. I know they're midges now. You look back and you're like, hey, you're trying to focus on, you know, getting this guy out and you got nine million of these things flying by your face and thank goodness they don't bite. So, but hey, at least now if we're in that situation, I know how to combat that. So let's just hope it doesn't happen don't again. Break. No, not at all. Well, that was at the start of the career of Jabba Chamberlain in the major leagues. He had burst on the scene with the New York Yankees in 2007, was a key member of their bullpen down the stretch, and then was in a tight spot in that Game 2 of the 2007 American League Division Series, and it became the infamous for him bug game. He is about as accommodating as they come, and he has answered endless questions from various members of not only Cleveland media but national media this spring. We did not go there in our talk with Jabba Chamberlain. We talked about it a little bit off air, but just figured, you know what, it been there, done that for him, and uh, give him a break on that. But uh, for Jabba Chamberlain, uh, what led him to the Indians? Well, it goes back a little bit uh, to his relationship with former Tribe-designated hitter Jason Giambi. They were teammates with the Yankees, but he's really looking forward to making a good impression here in camp, and he feels that things can go very well for this ball club here in Cleveland, especially if he's a part of it. Uh, I mean, we had talked a few years ago, and, and just nothing nothing came about. And, you know, early in the soft season, kind of wanted to just to, uh, to get things done and, and get started and, and get going. And, you know, had uh, had some good talks early, and, you know, it was, it was something that felt right to me. And, you know, just seeing, seeing from afar, seeing how close they've been. And, you know, it's never fun playing them because, it's, you know, it's, it's always a battle. It's always... It's always a good game. It's never, it's never a blowout, and you know they're going to fight and claw till the end. And you know, just watching, just watching the way they went about the game, and you know, I think that starts in, in the front office and what they've created to uh, to this ball club, and you know, bringing Tito in and the winning attitude that he has, and, and the places that he's been, and the things that he's done as a manager, and then you know, just the way they field these guys, and on, you know, starting with Brant and, and Kluge, you, you know, you look at him as a Cy Young winner, but yet he's. Uh, hadn't played that long and he's still continuing to get better so that's you know that's something that you look at and just all the pieces that they had and you know the things that the guys that they brought in and you know I just felt that it was it was the right place and you know for me to be able to bring in you know not only being able to pitch but but some other things and some experiences and and just to be able to uh to bring in that insight to these to these young guys that maybe haven't been in that situation before and you know as as much as you know, I'm going to try and, and teach and, and help these guys. I'm going to, you know, learn probably more than, than they'll realize from them just by watching the way they go about the business. So I was just fortunate that we got things done early. I'm very honored and blessed to be able to wear this uniform and, you know, to, uh, to help this team win in any aspect that I can. And, and baseball's a great relationship game. You mentioned a couple of years ago having some interest, and I know Jason Giambi had mentioned that uh, he had talked to you about it uh, when he was here. Uh, how much impact did he have this time around, if any? Huge. I mean, he's been somebody I've I've leaned on for my whole career, just talking about the game and, and the way to go about it, and you know, just uh, you know, having him camp uh, last week, just to you know, give him a hug, and you know, he's nothing but great things always, and you know, just the way you know they go about their business, um, he, had, he had great things to say, and it's uh, you know, it's a lot to be said when somebody like that can can speak for for an organization and in, in, in the way he did and in, in the manner of which he did it in so you know it was just uh you know fortunate to have those conversations with him and, and get a perspective that you know that he knows me and he knows what you know the way I want to play this game and the things that I want to do so yeah, it was always nice being able to lean on somebody like that when you look at, at where you're at in your career you, you talk like 
like you're much older than your age is, but experience-wise, because you broke in, you do have a lot of time in this game. And uh, how do you balance that that experience with needing to, to get yourself where you need to be in terms of pitches? Um, I think it's it's in balance. You know, every year you either you take something from the year before and you try to add it and maybe subtract it. So, you know, it's like I said, I'm I'm 30 years old, but I've played for about 10 years. So um, sometimes it feels like I've played for one. Sometimes it feels like I played for 20. Uh, but other than that, I think it's just that the balance of, you know, obviously coming into to a new atmosphere and, and trying to, you know, mesh with these guys. You know, they have a great core group of guys that have been around each other for a long time. And, you know, just to be able to come in and try to add a piece of that puzzle. I mean, there's so many pieces to a puzzle that it takes to win a championship that, you know, there's everybody has their little piece that fits in at the end. So, um, you know, just... Uh, it's been fun. I mean, it's uh, you look back at your career, the ups and downs, and you know, starting and relieving, and it just all adds to to one thing. And it's just you know, the game makes you a better person, it makes you a better father, it makes you a better teammate, and you know, it's it's how you you can find that balance of of what worked in 2009, what worked in 2011, what didn't work, and and how to change those things. So you know, game of adjustments, and uh, that's that's what this game is. Not only you know, pitching wise, but but trying to get everything put together. You moved a little bit in the uh, second half of last year, bounced around a, a little bit. What did you do at the end of the year and then into the off season to make sure you were ready to go this season? Um, you know, finished in Kansas City and, you know, obviously seeing that dynamic that they created over there and, you know, just tried to, you know, go out and pitch. That's all you can do in that situation. And then, you know, as soon as the off season hit and the World Series and everything was over, just wanted to get it done quick. And, you know, last year... Uh, I ended up coming in with position players in Detroit, and you know it's the uncertainty is a little it's a little rough sometimes. You can't lie about it because you just you know you want to get everything settled, you want to get your family in order, you want to you know know where you're going and kind of set those things up. So for me, it was just try to get it done early, get the right fit for me, what not only felt felt right for me but right for my family in the same aspect. And you know it's it's a sacrifice your family makes for you to come play this game, and so that they're, they're a huge part of my decisions and. You know, so it was just trying to get it done early, get get the right frame of mind, get in, you know, with the organization and, and see, you know, four hours are better than two. And, you know, in, in this case, we all sat together and, and kind of saw some things that we, you know, we could fix on in my delivery. And it, it actually was all the same thing. So the common denominator was, was the same. So, you know, looking back, that was a great start for me that we were all on the same page from the get-go. And we, you know, from day one after I got here, we, we all kind of put our heads together and, hey, this is the route we're going to take. And, you know, coming in, I threw a live BP yesterday, and it was probably the best one I've ever thrown in 10 years. So I uh, just got to continue to build on that and, and try to keep uh, keep getting better every day. Mindset-wise, it's been a while since, or not very often in your career, where you've had to make a club in spring training, and, and that, I'm sure that's the case to some extent here. And, and how do you handle that mindset-wise? Yeah, I mean, it's the first time ever in my career. So, um, But at the same time, Every year you go and you're trying to earn a spot in some aspect, whether you know, you're the number three guys that started, you want to be the number two, you want to be the number one. Um, whether you're at the back end, you, you want to be in those late innings, those leverage innings. And so, you know, that, that, is, that is a new part of my career, I guess. But at the same time, every year, you're always trying to fight for something. And you're fighting for each other, you're fighting for yourself, you're fighting to, at the end of the day, be the last, last team standing. And so, you know, that's the mentality I take. There's a lot of great arms that I'm going to learn from. But at the same time, you got to believe in yourself, believe in your ability, and, and the fact that you can help this team win. That's Jamba Chamberlain now, 30 years of age, but a ton of major league time under his belt. And we'll see if there are any bullets left in that right arm, and he can be a factor 
for that Indians bullpen. He has to make the club. He's in on a minor league contract with that major league invite, so he'll have to pitch well here this spring. Stay with us. When we come back, Mickey Calloway joins us, Indians pitching coach. We'll talk about the pitching staff as a whole. It's expected to be the key for this ball club in 2016. That's next as we continue with Tribe Talk from spring training on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from the Indian Spring Training Complex. We're out in Goodyear, Arizona, where the Indians have a home game on Saturday. You can hear it on the Indians radio network against the San Francisco Giants. And then Sunday afternoon, the Tribe will take on the Reds, or excuse me, the Milwaukee Brewers over in Maryville. And again, both those games can be heard on the Indians radio network. Well, pitching figures to be a big key for the Tribe this season. It's a seasoned pitching staff, good experience, power arms throughout, both in the rotation and in the bullpen, and overseeing that mix. Pitching coach Mickey Calloway, who has done some outstanding work with the Tribe since becoming their pitching coach in 2013. A year ago, Indians pitchers had the second lowest earned run average in the American League, under four runs a game, well under four runs a game. Indian starting pitchers led the major leagues with 11 complete games, and they led the American League once again with more than 1,400 strikeouts. So a lot to like, and uh, Mickey spills us in on, on what he likes about the state of the pitching staff at the start of spring training. We have a few spots in the pen open. Uh, we got a good battle, you know, for a couple spots maybe in the rotation. And uh, the more depth you can bring in, the better. And we, we brought in some pretty good guys. They're going to be putting up some pretty good, uh, you know, fights for those spots. And uh, we're excited to, to watch them uh, unfold throughout the spring training and, and make a hard decision at the end. You've had a good thing going here since coming aboard in, in 13. Uh, the staff has always been a staff that has finished very strong. And uh, why do you think that is? Is it something you do here that, that allows them to have good success, especially in the second half when sometimes you see some pitchers get arm-weary? You know, I think we try to do a good job of uh, maintaining their health throughout the season. And, and our training staff is unbelievable. I think that's probably the first and foremost is uh, they do such a good job in there of keeping these guys on the field and then being able to haul innings all the way, you know, through September. And, uh, you know, we try to be cognizant of the things we're doing in spring training to help them out at the end of the year. You know, we try to make sure that uh, they're getting a maybe a day or here more in between pins than maybe some organizations do and things like that. You know, we want to make sure that they're ready for the season. I know we've kind of started slow the last few years, uh, but I, I feel, you know, especially from a pitcher standpoint, you want to be clicking at the end of the year. And that way, you know, once you get in, if you're clicking, you know, you're going to go a long ways through, through those playoffs. When people talk about the strength of the Indians, they talk about pitching. And you have a staff, though, where you wouldn't think that they would even look at that. The outside and the way they work seems to, to show that. Uh, I don't imagine you have any problems worrying about high expectations and, and people reading press clippings, anything like that. No, we really don't. Uh, I think everybody goes about their business the same way they did it, you know, four years ago or whatever it's been. But uh, they are, there are some high expectations. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, there's high expectations uh, – from me 
and and Jason Bure, our bullpen uh, coach, we we hold them accountable, you know, for their daily routines, for you know the way they're pitching, attacking hitters, and things like that. And and they know that, you know, they're not gonna, we're not gonna let things slide. And I think they appreciate that. You know, uh, I think it it makes them you know strive to do better every day. And and uh, you know we have such good guys with such good character that take care of each other and their teammates they're real true teammates to each other and, and they work their tails off and it's really fun to watch on a daily basis try pitching coach mickey calloway joining us all right some quick hits on guys on uh, the rotation Corey kluber leads it former cy young award winner uh, what kind of shape is he come into camp in He's almost in too good a shape. <laughs> he, you know, he looks he looks unbelievable. Um, you know, he's really. I mean, I think he he put on a bunch of muscle mass and lost a lot of fat. And you know, he didn't have much to lose. So you know, ideally, maybe we want him to put on a couple pounds during spring training. So we're going to put him on a little bit of a eat a little bit more diet and and you know because it's important to you know have a little bit of fat on your body when you're a pitcher just so you can haul those innings and you know and and just make it through a season but uh he, he did a tremendous job this winter of working you know he, he felt like his work last offseason was kind of hindered by you know all the trips he was having to make for the Cy Young you know speeches and, and that whole tour but uh he, he worked his his uh tail off this winter and he's going to come come back with a vengeance for sure Carlos Carrasco has made such significant progress is the sky the limit for this guy? Is, is there still some room to grow for him? There really is. Uh, he, the stuff is there. He can do anything he wants with it. Um, it's going to be up to him to go out there every day and attack the zone the way we want him to attack. And when he does that, like you said, I mean, there's that almost no-hitter in Tampa and, and things like that. He, he can do whatever he wants if he puts his mind to it. And Danny Salazar, another great arm, and, and how do you manage that here this spring, especially after last spring when there were some, some roller coaster rides for him? Danny's done a tremendous job of implementing his routine since you know he got sent down out of spring training last year to AAA. Uh, he, he's grown up a ton, and uh, it's, it's really fun to watch the kind of shape he came in and to watch his daily work throughout spring training so far. He is on a, on a mission, and uh, he knows that he was a pretty good pitcher last year. He wants to be better. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a Cy Young, you know, in his future. So he, unbelievable stuff, and he's really grown up, and his work ethic is getting where, where it needs to be for, for him to be a successful starter in the big leagues, and it's been fun to watch. All right, shifting to the pen, Cody Allen. Uh, he's a season closer now. I mean, there's some, some experience under his belt in that role, and I know spring training can be a challenge for closers to make sure they're ready to start the season. Uh, what do you try this spring with him to make sure he's, he's ready to go in April? You know, Cody and, and Shaw and those guys that have been throwing a lot these last few years, you know, Jason Beret and I gave him a sheet and had him fill it out. You know, what do you want your spring training to look like? You know, how many innings do you think you need? How many bullpens? How many back-to-backs? And uh, he gave me some good feedback, and I think we're going to throw maybe, you know, he, he wasn't so excited about the way he started the season last year. So he came in probably in a little bit better pitching shape this year and we're going to throw two to three more outings this year in spring training and uh, make sure he's ready to go opening day filling out the bullpen there's some open spots there and the indians in the offseason signed quite a few pitchers with major league experience in, in here on minor league deals but the invite and i know you, you can't name names in terms of, of who might be ahead or whatever but 
some intriguing possibilities. Uh, what are you looking at here so far? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we got four or five guys that have pitched really well in the big leagues at one point, and I feel like, you know, you could put their names in a hat and draw a couple of them, and, and you can't go wrong. Uh, it's going to be kind of a battle royale throughout spring training for those few spots in the pen, and, and we're looking forward to it. And that, I know you don't take into account a whole lot performance in the spring because guys are getting ready. So how do you balance that with with pitchers who are trying to win a job? I know you, you had that situation with Scott Atchison a couple of years ago. Yeah, we, we tell them that. We tell them, hey, look, we're not going to look at your numbers. We're looking at the little things. Are you getting ahead? Are you doing the little things that are going to lead to success? Because anybody can come in spring training, flip a bad breaking ball in there and kind of get a hitter to miss hit because his timing's off. So we're looking for guys to pound the bottom of the zone, get in there, get strike one, you know, stay ahead in the count, control the count, you know, control the running game. You know, if you're going to pitch in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, you got to be able to do that to field your position the right way. You know, know all the signs, things like that that add up to success. That's what we, we try to preach to them, and uh, that's what they should be focused on. All right, you have uh, some live BP out of the way. The bullpens are, are, are continue to be thrown. Yeah, the games are, are starting here, and cliches in spring training. The ball's coming out of his hand really well. Anybody, the ball's not coming out like it is coming out like a shot put. Anyone really struggling out there? Is it, it was always the same for everybody? No, it comes out good for everybody. I mean, everybody comes into you know spring training wanting to win a job in the big leagues. So not too many people out there take that lightly. You know, and the few that uh, use spring training a little bit different are locked up for many years. You know, to come on their contract, so they're they're able to do that. You know, obviously we don't have pitchers that that are in that position, and. Uh, even if we did, I don't think we have the type pitchers that would come into spring training and use it, you know, to get ready. I think they're ready to go. And, uh, you know, that's really refreshing to see. We've got young arms that go out there and work hard and are ready whenever you need them. That's Mickey Calloway. Can you say longtime Indians pitching coach? This will be season number four for uh, the 40-year-old who pitched in the major leagues with uh, a couple of different teams, including Anaheim, that's where he had the most action, but a well-traveled career for him. A lot of experience both in the major leagues, minor leagues, and Korea. And he's parlayed all of that into a great teaching method and seems to get the most out of his pitchers from season to season here with the Tribe. And he's a big reason why pitching will carry this ball club in 2016. Stay with us. When we come back, there's a battle, an open spot in the, uh, well, a couple of open spots in the outfield, you would think until Michael Brantley's healthy enough to return to his customary left field spot. One of the young players making a big push, and he's off to a nice start in exhibition play, Tyler Naquin. When we come back, we'll talk about Naquin and talk with him about his chances of making this ball club and what makes him tick. That's coming up next on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back. Our final segment of Tribe Talk this weekend from the Indians Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. Beautiful Goodyear where the weather has been just ideal so far this spring. And there is a battle for outfield spots going on throughout the exhibition season. One of the contenders, a former first-round draft pick of the Tribe. That was back in 2012. Tyler Naquin was the 15th overall pick out of Texas A&M. He's made some nice progress through the Indians' farm system, has had to battle a couple of significant injuries, but a season ago combined between AA and AAA, he hit 300 
with seven homers and 27 driven in, playing 84 games. And he's off to a nice start in exhibition play. And there have been some developments ahead of him that could further enhance his chances to make this ball club. Notably, and, and we knew this going into spring training, that Michael Brantley may might miss some time to start the regular season. It certainly appears that way as he recovers from shoulder surgery, although Michael Brantley has made very good progress, has not had any setbacks, and uh, seems to be a little bit ahead of schedule. And then the other unexpected development was Abraham Almonte being suspended for 80 games in violation of Major League Baseball's performance-enhancing drug statutes, and so he'll miss at least half a season. So it opens up a spot for Naquin. Those developments, has it impacted the way he prepares for spring in any way? No, not at all, man. Uh, just put in the work in the off season, and just, you know, with the mindset, I'm going to outplay everybody every day. Um, you know, it's not always just statistic-wise, maybe in the, in the box score at the end of the game, but... You know, what What can I do always to help the team win, draw a walk in late innings or, you know, get a dirt ball read or something? You know, that, that wouldn't change if I am if I make the club or if I'm in AAA. And that's just I'm going to play all out hard every day and just, just playing hard. You mentioned the, the work you put in in the offseason, and you came here, spent two months here in the wintertime in the strength program. We've heard about it before from Cody Anderson. What did that program do for you in, in those two months heading into spring training? Yeah, it just got me, honestly, just got me ready and got me right, you know, my body as a whole. You know, uh, haven't been a real big leg guy until got to the camp, and, man, we crushed them, and it was it was awesome. You know, Todd, Todd, Ed, and, uh, you know, pa- Pat, you know, we all, you know, got together as a group, and it was always eyes on, hands on, everything was together, together, together as a group. You know, we'd wake up, you know, like I said, have meetings, Everybody eats together. Everybody does this together. You know, you split up in two groups, but you're still doing all the same work together. And it, uh, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And I've never been bigger, stronger, and faster. So I'm really yeah. excited. And uh, people sometimes they think weights. They think, well, you're just doing some bench presses and barbells. Mm-hmm. But uh, explain some of the the more unique things that you're doing to to improve your legs and things like that. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, we will do a little bench pressing here and there, but. You know, as far as legs, man, we'll, we'll deadlift, you know, deadlift the house. You know, like I said, Greg Allen deadlifted 600 pounds for his max, you know, three times, and the guy's only 180 pounds. But as far as, you know, box jumps, lateral, vertical movements, you know, jumping side-to-side skaters and stuff, uh, pulling sleds, you know, and like a slow kind of process side-to-side, you know, pressing off. And it just – it it focuses directly, like, on that specific spot. So it really, you know, you're fatigued bad every every single day, but you know it's worth it. And so we'll get in the cold and hot tub and contrast, and you'll get feeling fresh for the next day. So that's part of your off-season routine, but you still head back home to Texas A&M and, and work out with them. And uh, how does that kind of round out what you like to do? That just that just tops it off for me, man. I love being back at that facility. You know, it's a beautiful facility, one of the top three in the nation. And, uh, you know, the coaches there have always been real good to me. Coach Rob Childress and Justin Seeley, and I could you know I could go all the way down the line. They got some new coaches that are awesome, um, Jake Carlson, and uh, even all the way to Coach Hutchins. He's awesome, and they just allow me to come in there, use the clubhouse, use every, almost like I'm a player there, you know. But you know, obviously, I'm not, and my focus is 100% here. But being able to be out on the field with them, you know, hit, hit a little BP, you know, take some fly balls, 
and just uh, get used to running down fly balls and stuff. So when I come here, I'm ready. You know, I don't, I'm not going to take no. It's not going to take me a couple steps to get running again. Tyler Naquin joining us, and uh, he'll get a long look this spring as trying to make this club as an Indians outfielder. When uh, you look at at your career so far, I know there have been some injuries that have set you back the last couple of seasons, but you try and learn from those, I'm sure. Uh, how have you gotten better even with, with some injury issues? Yeah, well, just as far as the injuries, like I said, man, it's things I can't control, you know, getting pegged in the hand, um, you know, breaking my hand like that way, and then getting a concussion, running to the wall, trying to make a play. You know, that's not going to change. I'm always going to go into that wall, you know. I'm going to try and hit it the right way. But um, I'm always going to go out there and try to make a play for my pitcher, for my team, you know, give our chance to win, ch- chance to win the ball game. And, uh, you know, little things, my leg here and there, you're going to get banged up. You know, playing center field every day, leading off, you're going to get a lot of bats running a lot. But uh, other than that, man, it's just injuries that, you know, kind of out of my control. But uh, you know, I'm looking forward to staying healthy, and I've always been healthy, so just – keep playing hard though that that's one thing that will not change you mentioned playing the outfield and uh, maybe for some of the younger kids out there you're known to have a very good throwing arm when did that start to develop for you and what did you do to, to really try and develop that part of your game at a young age Ooh, man at a really young age man I'd say me and my brother always went down to the creek a lot we'd throw rocks big rocks and stuff waterlogged footballs and stuff and out in the front yard or whatnot in the pasture and I don't know if that was it or what, but my brother had an absolute cannon as well. Uh, you know, he ca- he caught a little bit, um, but he also played center field mainly, and he could really, really throw and could really, really run. And uh, I don't know if that's how he built it up, but I know in high school when I'd long toss, I'd just go on a football field and just keep going, keep going until I could throw from goalpost through the other goalpost and just just keep on going. And then, um, you know, once you have the arm strength, you know, you need to learn how to you know dial it down and be sure you can hit your cutoffs and. Because you overthrow a runner here and you let a runner score and you lose by one, I'm sure uh, those wouldn't be some nice words. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta learn how to play the game. It doesn't matter how powerful you are if you can't play the game. You know, there's a lot of guys that throw 100 miles an hour off the mound that you know can't pitch because they can't locate. And um, just I've never been a guy that used tubes a lot. You know, pitchers use a lot of tubing and stuff. You know, honestly, I was just blessed with a lot of it. And uh, but being able to long toss a lot. I think that's something that really helped. And when I knew that I had a had a had a really strong arm that took off, it's probably probably about eighth grade. You know, it was a little bit different than the other guys. But uh, like I said, I'm just trying to maintain it and just keep on keep on throwing it. A lot of this game is about comfort level, feeling confident. It's another major league camp for you. You've been here before. Does it feel different this year? Uh, I'd say different, but in a good way. Like it feels different as I'm excited just. You know, being around these guys, you know, great coaching staff, you know, great players. You know, you got guys coming in like Colin Calgill, Shane Robinson. You know, you got Brantley and Kipnis and Adam Moore. That's one of my closest guys. And dude, those guys make it easy, man. Those are good, good dudes. And even like I said, I mentioned those guys from the other teams. They come in and they make it easy too. You know, it's, a, it's almost like you don't know somebody, but you get them in a clubhouse. And it's like I've known Shane Robinson for you know five years. You know, Calgill, that dude's awesome. Um, just, I just feel comfortable. I feel good here. I feel good about you know the opportunities ahead of me and just uh, just keep playing hard and just change nothing. That's Tyler Naquin. Uh, some good perspective on what you need to do to prepare for a season and uh, expectations now with spring training getting deeper and deeper for him as he tries to win a spot on this roster. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us from spring training. We'll be back again next week from right here at the Indian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear. 
Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. been listening to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive, making it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Brought to you by Subway, where winners eat. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.